Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. Hey guys, it is a bright day. It was a black night, and we are coming in with the 26th episode focusing on my favorite superhero, the Green Lantern. Guys, I've got Chick and Will here with me for the 26th episode. We are so, so excited. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for coming in. All right. Yeah, man. Well, you had to bring the power battery over here. I mean, they're concentrated by pure will. Absolutely. I'm like, I've got all the will Ah, I need tonight. Yes, Yes, absolutely. All right. (laughs) So the first question I've got for you guys is who was your favorite Green Lantern? Um, We've got quite a few. I mean, when it says, hey, there's two per sector and there's 3,600 sectors. Um, there's, there's tons of room. Plus you've got your alpha core and you've got the keepers of the book and you've got your, I mean, there's, there's thousands and when they die out, they replace and things like that. So who is your favorite green lantern and why? And we'll start with Will. Starting with me. Okay. I feel like I I have to pick one of my favorites out of the main core. I mean, Hal Jordan's great, Alan Scott, all that, but we are, if we're talking about the green lantern core, I think Kyle Rayner like really reins it in for me a little bit. Solid choice. Um, I, I know, and just solid pun there too with his last name. You know, um, I, I mean, I wasn't around in the comics when Green Lantern uh, was possessed by Parallax, and then it, he ended up killing the whole Lantern Corps. But then Kyle Rayner having to like rebuild a core on his own with Ganthit and all that. I just great storyline and then every story i've read with him since has been great uh he has a really good run in new 52 where he becomes oh the white lantern yeah but he also gets like other lantern cores together he has his like own little team like that was a the new guardians yeah the new guardians very underrated new 52 run and yeah uh and he also had his time in the grant morrison run in the jla I, i i'll admit i haven't read a whole lot of that but just seeing him wally like kind of like the young Similar to how Barry and Hal were like a young team coming up, it just seemed having their their own different dynamic coming up in the JLA. I'll let you guys take it from there. I'm talking about Green Lanterns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for the longest time growing up, my favorite Green Lantern was always John Stewart, just because uh, Phil Lamar is a goat, and I grew up on uh, Justice League Unlimited. But um, as I actually got into comic books, um, the thing that sticks with me the most is in Darwin Cook's DC's New Frontier, um, when he's doing uh, his version of the Justice League and he's doing all this cool Silver Age uh, comic book stuff in in New Frontier, um, the thing that sticks out to me the most is when Al Jordan um, is meeting Avin Sewer for the first time and he's telling him about the ring. And Abin, and Abin Sewer says to Hal Jordan, um, Hal Jordan, you, uh, to, all, uh, to, uh, to you, all life is precious, and this ring is far too powerful um, to fall in the hands of someone who doesn't understand that. And that really, really um, it hits home for me. Um, and um, 
not that I relate to that because I'm, you know, such a powerful person that I need to, you know, protect everyone, but it, it really hits home with me um, with our responsibility, especially as a Christian, as our responsibility to respect all life. Um, and that's really the spirit of what it means to be a Green Lantern to me, is to hold all life precious. Um, and all the, all the, uh, uh, all the, like, struggles and storylines um, and character development that Hal Jordan goes through in, in uh, Darwin Cook's DC's New Frontier um, really converted me from Jon Stewart to Hal Jordan. Um, so, I know it's a boring answer. Everyone loves Hal Jordan, but yeah, Hal Jordan, for sure. No, I, I, I don't think that's a boring answer at all. I think uh, from someone who was raised by parents who are products of the 80s, um, watching Top Gun and all these awesome 80s films, I love Hal Jordan. Yeah. I think, like, it. I always, like, see him and I'm like, highway to the danger zone. <laughs> like, when he, like, gets in the in the Stop. cockpit. I just, I love the fact that and I guess I'm just a military guy. I love the idea that as you said, all life is precious. I'm willing to to lay my life down. I'm willing to fight for the little guy. And and that's that's how. Um that's that's Steve Rogers, that's how. That's those are those are my favorites and and I look at Hal and I'm like, dude, this is awesome. Plus, think about it this way. What are the first three letters of my last name? H A L. Hal. What's my first name? Jordan. Boom! I'm a Green Lantern right there, and I've got my willpower here. So, hey yo. So and, I just I, I look at too. Uh, I, sorry to cut you off right there. Uh, he gets his ring from one of the greats, Abinsur, and then he gets trained, Abinsur, yeah, for sure. and then gets trained by Sinestro before he turns bad. Before I he mean, turns, yeah, he, he, mm -hmm. yeah, such good there. But continue. I th yeah. I so, but then like. You've got all these great storylines. You've got the the relationship with not just uh, with with his his long term love Carol Ferris, but then you've yeah. got like a brotherhood with Oliver Queen and the uh, Barry Allen Flash. Mm -hmm. So like you have like these sweet mm -hmm. team ups that just happen all the time, and then like he gets taken over by Parallax. So then it's that that fall, and you're like, oh my gosh, my hero is now the villain. And it's just like it was done really well. I like the way that they handled a lot of those character developments. Um, and then he had such an integral part in one of my all-time favorites, the Blackest Night comic book event. Um, and I just I think that it was just done really really well uh, with all that. And we're gonna get to Blackest Night here in a few minutes. Um, but we're gonna also tag in the next question is what core, if not the Green Lanterns, is your favorite? Um, and if it's the Green Lanterns, uh, pick a second color because um, there are more colors. And so pick your color and why. And we'll start with Chick. Okay, I got two answers. Um, one is uh, Blue Lantern Corps, right? Uh, Represent. Just because, uh, yeah, I'm a giant St. Walker fan. Oh. And, um, and also the imagery. What's the, uh, what's the elephant dude's name? Um, uh, Brother Worth. Brother what? Warth. W-A-R-T-H. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brother Warth. Um, the imagery for, like, I see a lot of artwork with Warth, and um, it looks a lot like, not like that I'm a Hindu or anything, but it looks a lot like very Hindu-y, and I think it's really cool. Um, but also just the, 
the idea with like Saint Walker and him being like this like hippy dippy like what he's a he gives off uh, um, uh, Saint Walker gives off giant just huge guru patik from Avatar: Last Airbender vibe, huge vibe from, like like that. Yeah. And, um, and I'm just so dope. Uh, it's just so dope. And then my other one, um, my other favorite lantern core other than green, the Green Lantern would be the Black Lanterns. Um, okay. Just because uh, you get a Black Lantern ring and you're a you're a zombie superhero, like that's there's nothing more there's nothing more terrifying than you know someone with superpowers who becomes a zombie. Like that's I don't know. That's or a zombie super such villain. A, such a cool idea for me. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's how I was sold on getting back into comics. Was one of the was out of that about how everybody was coming back and getting yeah. the Black Lantern rings, like. So many people have died in the DC universe. If you get one of those, a, a, with that on top of the powers, I was reading all the tie-ins, man. It was insanity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what? What about you, Will? Ah, uh, well, you kind of feel like you took Blue Landers for me. You you know a little bit more about like all the individual guys, but I think Blue. I'm a basic B here, guys. It's my favorite color, and they, they finally actually adapted uh, Lantern Core. But also, I think another reason I would like them is. If you team up like a blue and green lantern together, they get more powered up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so the cool uh, thing about oh, yeah. that is, uh, blue lanterns are defense only when they are by themselves. So if they're out and about, they're only defense. They cannot attack anybody. But when a green lantern comes in play, then uh, the blue lantern supercharges the green lantern. It it plays as a as like a personal power battery. Um, just by being in proximity, they can charge the ring just by being near them. And then the Green Lantern actually unlocks the power to attack uh, for the Blue Lanterns. So they, they, they have to work together in that capacity, which I think is super cool. I think, if I'm not mistaken, when how, when they were setting up all these cores leading into Blackest Night and all of that, wasn't that like a whole – it's been a while since I've read it, but didn't Hal get a Blue Lantern ring on him and he was like flipping back, back and forth to see if he could yeah, he field was, both? He was trying to figure out which one, and I think he, he – went ahead and dropped it because I believe he had a blue ring and he, he couldn't keep it or something like that. But blue rings are really, really difficult um, because it's not like the green lanterns where they just shoot out and like find someone who can overcome fear. Um, blue rings, actually the, uh, the first ring, once it landed on, uh, on St. Walker, then St. Walker had to go and find the next person. So then he found Brother Worth, and then Brother Worth had to go and find the next guy, and then the next guy had to – so, like, they had to slowly build their, their core. Um, it wasn't like, a, hey, we've got ten rings, just shoot them out, uh, and they'll go find people in, in space. See, they actually had to go hand pick. she just coming out, ten rings there? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Right. So, and, and, and just one more thing on the Blue Lanterns, just to say that they're mine, and I'll give a, a, an honorable mention after this, but another reason I like the Blue Lanterns is – it's, it's very small, very minuscule, very silly. But, like, during Blackest Night when they had to find alternative lanterns, frick, the Flash gets one, and that suit is so killer. Yeah. And of oh, course, yeah. Like, uh, yes. And, of course, be, being hopeful one, of course. Of course it's going to go to Barry. Because Barry just came back. Yeah, Barry had just come back. So, of course, him being a Blue Lantern teamed up with his boy, Hal, in the Lantern Corps, and then just every one of those who, who got an extra uh, all, their variant costumes in that event were amazing and also cool hero clicks of me talking about a game we should play at some point again uh, and then I guess my little 
honorable mention here would be the Orange Lanterns for Larflees, our own like little weird boar. I love Larflees, dude. I love yeah. Larflees so much, yeah. and I don't know why. Yeah, He's great. It, it also kicked off a cool storyline because uh, Lex Luthor wanted to get that power again to fight uh, Superman. Uh, so he was going to all these villains in action comics leading up to the thousandth or I think 700th issue I forget uh, and he, it was ended up being like a trick or whatever but he, he met so many people in the DC universe uh, it, it, it didn't amount to him getting it again but just of course Lex Luthor is going to get the orange lantern ring with that as well with, oh, his, yeah. with his avarice imagine but... having orange lantern power in Lex Luthor oh yeah, yeah. everybody should keep an eye on Jeff Bezos that's why he wants to go into space he wants his ring yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I I would say that we all agree that Blue Lantern. Blue Lantern is my second favorite. For the longest time, it was my first favorite. Um, but Green Lantern is is my favorite. Uh, and and then Blue Lanterns, and tied with the blue though, uh, we've all gone different on our on our second picks here. My other is the Sinestro Corps. I love the Sinestro Corps, not for necessarily the powers that they have or like anything special they've got. I just love the characters. Um, Arkillo, my man, that guy is crazy. And when he gets his tongue yeah. cut out by Mongol, um, and Mongol is a, 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 a Sinestro Corps member, the Anti-Monitor's been one, Superboy Prime, you had Cyborg Superman. Yeah. You have all these different guys who have all been uh, Sinestro Corps members, and I'm just like, Whoa. And so I'm going to move into to some of my favorite comics um, with this. There was this book called Sinestro Corps War. Uh, and and have you guys read that one? Yep. Okay. So Sinestro Corps War, when that all came down, I loved how much, like, he, he uh, was, like, in prison. He's getting all of his stuff done. And, or he, he's, he breaks out and all that. Um, but they go into the anti-universe and then they use all the manhunters as power batteries. So like they basically had like it, uh, one of them just follow them and that's how they, they would open their face and the face pellet and then uh, they uh, put their fist right to it and they would charge up. And I'm like, that is so cool. Um, which that whole, that whole book alone was phenomenal, which then helped feed into the blackest night prophecy, which blackest nights um, as we kind of started talking about was where, you have the introduction of the Black Lanterns. Um, prior to it, they did uh, the Blue Lanterns, the Indigo Tribe, the Violets, or the Star Sapphires, which the Star Sapphires had been around for a while because um, Carol Ferris had been a Sapphire yeah. multiple times prior to. Uh, the Red Lanterns were introduced, and then Larflees was also introduced uh, through the whole thing. So super, super excited for, for where this is going. I'm excited to, to continue this. Uh, but I loved seeing in Blackest Night, um, as you guys already started to talk about, where the other guys were getting their uh, their uh, rings. Um, I loved that Wonder Woman had uh, like a black ring, and then the Love Lantern shot right on, destroying the black ring, and then like she came back to life as a Love Lantern. Um, I thought that was really really cool, uh, and like the Adam as a Indigo Tribe member. Where he's like in the like, the native garb and all that. I thought that yes. was really cool. Yes. Yeah. I think that uh, the only one that I think villain wise that they chose that that helped out that even clo like anybody could ever come close to uh, Lex Luthor's greed was Scarecrow with fear. 
when they put a Sinestro ring on Scarecrow. Oh, yeah. That was dope. I thought, like, Batman would get it because I, I know Batman's had it. Yeah. And I was like, I, because, like, Batman, I think, was, was Batman was dead at this point or, or perceived as dead. Um, yeah. And so I just, I loved the way that it went. Um, I absolutely loved seeing Scarecrow uh, just, like, throwing bats and, like, like using a hit, like a big like uh, light construct scythe and like he's taking out dead lanterns and yeah. he's just like it was so cool and uh and I just I loved seeing some of the like Flash running around and you instead of like uh the typical red streak that you see go through everywhere it was this blue and it had like a light up feature and it, I was like oh that's so cool so I can only imagine the conversations DC writers were having whenever they're writing all these new uh, lanterns like huh what heroes in our universe do you think would go well with e with each emotion on the spectrum and they just be like oh this person this person like and they're like yes scarecrow yellow that makes so much sense let's do it <laughs> yeah well what threw me was and i guess i just i've never seen her like this but having mara uh which is aquaman's wife take on a red ring i was like whoa like that was that was cool um because, not, I mean, we really didn't know the Red Lanterns at that point. And then when the New 52 came out a few years, or about 10, or not 10, uh, four or five years later, uh, you started to see the Red Lantern series that came out, and Guy Gardner takes a ring, and we'll get to that in a few. Um, but I liked where they went. Uh, and then you get to uh, the end of that event, and they they take off Black Hand, and, and they, they save the day, because that's how comic books should always end, is the hero should always win. Um, but, but they go through that and then it goes into brightest day, which really wasn't a, a lantern, um, book as much as it was kind of just a DC event. Uh, yes, because there, there really weren't like a map. I mean, there were some tie-ins, right? But for the most part, it yeah, was, had one. there was a one about Maxwell Lord, the justice league international stuff of that sort but July, it, yeah but yeah. it was it was more focused on dead man with a white ring and so mm -hmm. like him going around awesome. dead man having a white ring I, I'm a fan, I was a fan of that yeah and so them going through and 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 resurrecting characters like that that was really cool to see and and I just I liked the way that they handled some of it I thought that it was it was done very well um but I didn't care for Brightest Day as much as I cared for Blackest Night. I thought Blackest Night was really cool. And then if you follow this, uh, the Green Lanterns, because I think everybody kind of converged for that one event, but it was more of a Green Lantern-led event, but a lot of stuff kind of converged and then split back out. Uh, and then right after uh, Brightest Day, you get into War of the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, and that, oh my gosh. So Sinestro, right? It was it was Sinestro comes back in and he implants Parallax uh, into the battery, and the the Green Lanterns all kind of shut down and whatnot, or they they all turn against each other or something like that. And Hal Jordan, Guy Gardner, John Stewart, and Kyle Rayner all end up having all these extra rings. I think was it from Blackest Night? Is that where they they had still had the rings or something like that? forever since i read it but i i'm sure they have <coughs> extra like in the archives or something like that yeah they so. they had like one ring from each of the cores and uh so they they put kyle in blue uh they put john in indigo and then 
Hal had orange and yellow, so his suit was literally like from like head to belly, just straight like a half and half yellow and orange suit. And then you had uh, uh, Guy Gardner in a red and pink suit. And I remember this one. This is my favorite thing that Guy Gardner ever said. He was like, uh, you don't want to mess with the Skittle squad. And I'm just like, the <laughs> fact that he called them the Skittle squad, like they were running around in all these colors, that was really cool. And that was the moment uh, in that book where uh, John had to kill Mogo. And I know, Chick, you're a big Mogo fan. Oh, yeah. Um, so um, what, what, what about Mogo, though? Like, So, like, uh, one of my favorite things about Mogo is, um, like, I know, like, in Marvel Universe, you got Ego, but, like, Ego does all these weird things. But Mogo is more more the planet than manifest, manifesting himself into a whole, like, entity like Ego does. Um, so Mogo, like, like in, um, was it Emerald Knights? Or what movie was it um, where it has the different episodes? Yeah, Emerald Knights. Mogo, like, they need to, like, move, like, a sun out of the way or something, and Mogo just floats on by and pushes a whole, like, thing, like a whole planet out of the way or something. Um and then there, there is um, uh, what what episode on the Green Lantern animated series uh, where there's a like a bounty hunter guy on um, on Mogo's planet and he's like messing with him, right? Who who was that? I don't remember who the bounty hunter was, but I remember that. But yeah, yeah. And then my favorite here's my favorite Mogo thing, and this is like ultra obscure comic book reference, right? But back in the back in the eighties nineties. There was an episode of, of um, Lobo, right, where – and I've told you about this one, Jordan, where um, – and this is back before Lobo was more like – he was he was, he was was more like – have you ever seen um, uh, that vampire movie with Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland? What's that movie called? Lost um, Boys. Lost Boys, yeah. Uh, Lobo looks more like uh, a vampire in Lost Boys than he did like a Randy Savage Macho Man clown. Right, he had this, this weird spiky hair and like skinny jeans and 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 stuff. It was, it was awesome, <laughs> but there's this uh, issue of Lobo where he um, this this is gonna get super weird. He he uh, he has these pet space dolphins, right? So these alien dolphins. I remember you telling me about fly this. around in space. Yeah, it gets weird and it's awesome. Um, there are these dolphins that just fly around in space. And they are Lobo's best friends, which if you know who Lobo is, he doesn't have friends. And somehow these pet dolphins that fly around in space have captured Lobo's heart and they escape. And um, it's not Lobo. It's a it's a Mr. Miracle issue. Sorry. But he goes to Mr. Miracle. Lobo goes to Mr. Miracle and um, is like, hey, I heard you have to do you had to do with something with Mike because he loses dolphins. I heard you have to do with, like, my lost dolphins, and I'm going to kill Oberon if you don't help me find them. Um, so Mr. Miracle's like, all right, I'll help you. And they they trace all this stuff. Like, Mr. Miracle helps Lobo, like, interrogate people and whatever, and they finally trace all this stuff back to Mogo, and Mogo has this, like, raining golden asteroids that these space dolphins eat and that's why they left lobo to stay on mogo the planet 
because they eat this um, this golden asteroid meteor meteor stuff, and that the, the, these golden meteors like they hurt Mogo, so he has them stay on the planet because they eat it and he doesn't get hurt, and all of a sudden Lobo is coming to this like emotional impasse where he's like, do I s let him stay here because it's the best thing for them? Or I love them so much, I want I need them to come with me. And he decides to do the right thing. He's like, I love you, Space Dolphins. You can stay on Mogo and be his best friend. And it's like, Lobo has like some emotional moment in a comic book. It makes no sense. Anyways, that's my Mogo story. <laughs> but yeah, so they end up killing him uh, at the end of this book. <laughs> I love the fact that you went so far side tangent on it. I love it. Um, but I love Mogo. <laughs> but Mogo is is a fan favorite. Um, Will, what do you have any input on on Mogo? On Mogo, I I did. Mogo, put simply, is just awesome sci-fi comic nonsense to the nth degree. Like, I sometimes because pe people people like to crap on DC all the time, uh, with um how the movies are going because that's like what the public consciousness is saying but they'll defend stuff like that marvel is doing i'm going like if dc gets their act together we could get i, I explained something like mogo or chip or something along those lines and they're like that sounds stupid but i'm like you guys just let a talking raccoon and walking tree kind of do its thing uh over there but yeah, mogo is cool i like him Every time I get featured in something, I'm just going like, oh, I never thought Mogo was going to show up in Batman the Brave and the Bold of all things. Or... Yes. Ah. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, but, yeah, Mogo's cool. And we were talking about storylines there for a minute, too, right? Yeah, so so yeah. at the end of this, uh, they, they go and kill Mogo. And Mogo, like you said, it's just this nonsense character. Um, but there's a lot of fans who, like, if, they, if they're big fans of Green Lantern... Mogo is is a fan favorite, um, yeah. and he shows up in pretty much everything Green Lantern related. Whether it's, uh, I'm surprised they didn't put him in the Green Lantern movie that we don't like to talk about, um, and we'll get to that here in a second. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. Um, it's technically a canon or whatever with uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, get that out. Get that out of here. He actually was a producer That's on true. that. Believe. Yep. Get that out of here. Um, and directed by Goldeneye director. I don't know why he didn't bring his talents to that movie. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, hey, so, it is what it is. It is so, what it is. So, anyways, uh, they go and they do this, oh, yes. and the end of the, the that book, uh, Hal Jordan gets stripped of his ring, and then they end up giving a ring or that ring back to uh, Sinestro. Or or, or Sinestro gets, run. and then yeah. that goes right into the New Fifty Two, and the New Fifty Two broke into uh, into groups. They did. How many series did they do? They did the Green Lantern, Green Lantern Corps, uh, Green Lantern New Guardians, Red Lanterns, and Sinestro. So there were five series that they ran at the same time. Not to mention like the the Omega Men uh, storyline where where uh, Kyle was caught up in all of that. The Godhead story where it was the New Gods and the and the Green Lanterns, but that was mostly a Green Lantern story. Um, lots lots of things there. Um, but we we see a lot of character development. We see different characters start to do their own things and I, I'll be honest I think that the new 52 for Green Lantern alone was probably some of the best writing I've ever seen um will do you have anything to say about that 
I would say yes. Uh, from the John's run from issue one to where he ended his run on issue twenty, absolutely. I tried to give uh, new, the new writers and new creative team after that uh, a fair shot because they want to get some new villains in there or, or bring some stuff in that from Wildstorm or do their own thing. I, I know you love Godhead and everything post the John's run, right in there. It was solid. I didn't really get to come back to Green Lanterns until DC Rebirth, and like, I don't know when uh venditti and his team uh came in on it but because i was just looking at it to see if i remembered anything and it was just it's it, it felt like the john's run again like sinestro was back he teamed up with parallax uh kyle and uh sinestro's daughter i forget sinestro's daughter's name uh we're having a relationship issues like there was just so much going is on is that anissa like a, what is it anissa i think so i think so uh regardless uh i just remember having a lot of fun with it like uh Visual joke for all the listeners out there. I, uh, I was actually grabbing my novels and trying to like shuffle through there and see what was going on. They also had a fun storyline towards the end of when I was reading it, where they were fighting Zod and his family. Yeah, they're co- coming off the pages off a of Superman story. It was just a lot, a lot of fun space stuff. Nothing too out there. It just was fun, light, light, light reading. Like I gave it a chance uh, when I got when they were selling Rebirth novels like uh, at fifty percent off or something like that. So I was just like, I'll. Yoink, 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 uh, and then I was like, oh. why was I, I was like, why was I sleeping on this? Like I'm, I, like it felt like Green Lantern. It came back after Johns had left. Not to say that it fell off, because like you said, Godhead and a bunch of other stuff was good, but I was just felt there. It just wasn't the same. Jeff Johns is just <laughs> he is he is a giant among men. Like walking yeah. in into the the DC universe mm-hmm. and just writing some of those things. Yeah. Um, it, it's like, almost I, it's. I would say the the only person that and I, I might slaughter who his last name or well it's, I'm not going to pronounce it wrong I might have the wrong last name it's Tom King who who ran the uh, Batman Rebirth right yes yeah so I I would say the Batman Rebirth is the only thing that would come as like remotely close for me to the Jeff Johns runs um if you had to say like oh did anybody ever come like this kind of good with another character like Tom King on that I would say that um Pretty solid yeah and then. Yeah, I'm distracted now. Uh, uh, yeah, Jeff Johns just knocks it out of the park with Green Lantern. Um, I almost want to see some Marvel guys like Donny Cates uh, get his hands on it and see what he would do with it. And Grant Morrison recently with uh, his Green Lantern season one, like that was I really Grant, good. Oh I, man, that was I, really it was, really. It good. was really trippy and weird. I, I haven't finished it, but I was halfway through because they like did a little team up with the Green Arrow and all that. I'm like, this isn't necessarily. The book I'm loving, but it's it's good harmless. It's a little bit of Grant Morrison doing his thing, like he did with like Batman back in the day, but also trying some new ideas and doing some. I fun think that's why I liked it because mm-hmm. it it reestablished some things that were taken away uh, in the over the past probably five six years. Um, it started to reestablish, but then it got really weird at some points, and you're like, wait, time out. Why are you hanging out with black stars? Like. That yeah. doesn't make sense. And then they had like a three part mini series of, of being uh Green Lantern Black Star. Um yeah. or Hal Jordan Black Star. I'm like I I am like they're doing spinoffs on this now, I'm good. <laughs> so. Yeah. And it was like a three issue just event real quick and then uh they picked up with season two and then they quit doing it. They're now back onto a Green Lantern and they've got Teen Lantern and then they introduced a female Black Lantern, I believe, um, who is now a part of that. And I'm just like, you gotta st- like stop putting out a ton of like earthmen and women 
um, because you've got like they barely touched on Simon Boz and Jessica Jessica Cruz. Um, yeah, Green Lantern's book. I I didn't read it personally, but uh, I'm guessing it, you did. It was really really good. I mm-hmm. I didn't finish the Hal Jordan Green Lantern of Rebirth, um, which is surprising for me because I I love that. Um, I, or I love Hal Jordan, but I picked up all of the Green Lanterns and I finished that one. I was like, this was one of the best series. I I very much enjoyed that one. Um, I think, yeah, I just, I think one of the other things, I don't know if you've picked it up or not, uh, it wasn't continuative to everything else. Um, so there's a team of guys that are running a series called, uh, Earth One. Um, I, I heard about that where he's, uh, where he's an astronaut. He's an astronaut instead of, a instead of a, an Air Force pilot. And so uh, he, cra- ha- oh, go ahead. That's one of the few I don't have of Earth One. I have Wonder Woman. I got Batman, uh, Superman w- by JMS, Chef's Kiss. Oh, yeah, Make- absolutely. Yeah, that, we, I feel like we could do like a whole episode on Earth One while we're talking about it. We'll, we'll get to that stuff later. But, yeah. but absolutely, the Green Lantern, it just, like you said, the Chef's Kiss. You're just, Mwah! and just like, oh, my gosh, it just. It was done really well, and then they did a book two, and I've already heard they're already working on book three, and I'm like, oh, man, like, they just know what they're doing. Like, th- that series was just phenomenal. Um, So, yeah. All right, let's talk about the, the movie I don't like to talk about um, because Chick said he had some good good points from that movie that he, he wanted to touch on. Uh, so, so, Chick, what was good about the Ryan Reynolds 2011 hot garbage of a movie called Green Lantern. Yeah. Um, so it's not a good movie. I'll go ahead and say that so you don't get this confused. <laughs> I hate it just as much as everyone else does. Don't worry. But there are bright spots in it. For example, and here's the number here's the very number one one. Mark Strong's Sinestro is spot freaking on. I'll give you he that. He is an amazing Sinestro. And if they ever have a movie where Sinestro comes back, I want him to even though he's already Doctor Savanna, I don't care. I want I want more Mark Strong than that. Well, let's just, um, just keep reusing the actors. Like Digimon, I, I want Digimon Hunsu to kind of be like the Stan Lee of DC and just have him be people randomly. Like, I, I would he's love already him to like be, what? Like, he's like three characters already. He's Shazam. Right? He's the Fisherman King. Uh, yeah. He's uh, I forget the name, but he's uh, one of those uh, people that works with Ronan, but and is uh, Star Lord's biggest fan. And what if spoilers? Um, but. Oh, I know who you're. Okay, yeah. Yeah, is it Von Rog? Yeah. Is that is that it? Is that I think I, so, I think it's something like that. Yeah, because he was in. Uh, yeah, it's Star Lord. Chris Pratt's like, finally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, never mind. We'll talk about what if another time. But uh, when this time yeah. he, he he knows who he is. He's like Star Lord's like, oh, I don't prefer that name. It's all good. <laughs> oh, Chick hasn't uh, seen but, what if. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Um, it's okay. Um. But, but yeah, right. yeah, Mark Strong. Mark Strong. I I would love to have if we do more Green Lantern, um, on the big screen and they do Sinestro. I need Mark Strong back there as Sinestro. I I can't see anyone else doing him, um, doing being Sinestro. He's a great Sinestro. The other the other good spots in it are, um, what's the actor? He's dead now. Um, he died like uh, ten years ago. Who's the actor who played Kilowog? He's Kingpin and Clark Duncan. Um. Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan. He was a really great Kilowog. Um and uh, well, to- I mean, it just so like some of the ca- the bright spots in the movie itself are like some of the casting. Like that's what I'm trying to get at. 
Um, like the movie, the movie itself is pretty much pure garbage, especially since there's parallax, but not Hal Jordan parallax. So like stuff like that sucks. But yeah, um, Mark Strong and and Michael Clark Duncan. Um, even like I don't know, Blake Lively's a pretty good, a pretty good Carol Ferris. So like yeah, she is pretty good. I, my <laughs> wife Katie and I, that's our favorite thing is um you know everybody's like oh we love celebrity couples and Katie and I were like we really don't care but like we we watch Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds when they react and how they how they act with each other and we're like if we had to claim a, a celebrity couple that's our celebrity couple that we just we love we think they're great um yeah. especially with like great together. everything that they do it's just phenomenal and, and you can tell there's a lot of love there um and I think what's cool is it's all because of a trashy movie called Green Lantern um the only upside right. is the so name here, Green the, Lantern. And here's the, here's the, other, the other part. I, sorry to cut you off. You're good. Um, Jordan, you can continue that later. The other part, the only other part about like the actual plot and movie, the Green, the Green Lantern movie. The only the other other thing I actually really enjoy, um, is because it related. I related with it a lot. Is that line when, um, when uh, Carol Ferris finds out how Jordan is Green Lantern, like he's like. Uh, they're like he's like at her house and she's like how right and he's like yeah it's me and they're like they're talking on the roof about you know him being a superhero and he's like explaining to her like oh yeah i tried to go through the training but like it was too hard so i left right and that line she says in, the, in this movie um um like if it's if you don't quit on something yes right and it, the movie came out in 2011 and around that time, uh, I'm in college for the first time, and around that time is when I dropped out of college. And that whole, you know, if, if you if you ever didn't quit on something, let it be this because it's important. It was I was going through a really really rough time because I sucked in college, and I was going to, and I you know had to drop out, and it just really you know it really tugged on my heart like stuff like that. So. Um, sorry for making a very emotional argument, but yeah, that's the other part of that movie I really liked. So, yeah. I think I struggled really hard just because I love Green Lantern so much, and when they go and botch, like, Parallax, I liked the character designs. Mm -hmm. I think that everything minus the suits and, like, the storyline and the, uh, and just Parallax in general, I I didn't care for the way Parallax was. I didn't like that it's this giant, Mm -hmm. like guardian smoke machine kind of thing right. <laughs> like you're running around um i didn't like that but overall i think there were some really good points that could have came out of that film and helped build into uh the henry cavill and and that like universe i think i think they could have easily pulled uh mm-hmm. some really good things they just yeah, th- those movies are only like three or four years apart uh two years uh because 2011 is yeah. when uh green lantern came out and man of steel came out in 13 and 2013's when Man of Steel came out, yeah. yeah yep. Yeah. And I, I think that there there were some really cool redeeming factors that could have came out of it um, had they just pushed forward. Um, I I don't know. I think that his suit looked awful. <laughs> um, that's, oh, no, it did. That's 100%. me. Yeah. Um, I mean, that concept could have been t- tackled so much better. Like, if they were going to do, like, a CGI suit, they could have done it so much better. And we've just seen where CGI is now, like, Half the time the Iron Man suit wasn't really on Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, 
or it was half a suit. Uh, Henry Things Cavill's like cape is always CGI. He never he never wears a cape in in, in any of the scenes. He's Superman. I didn't know that. That's cool. But yeah, like you that guys said, that breaks my heart though. That breaks my heart. I like seeing the goofiness behind the scenes when the cape go like goes over their head and those behind the scenes footages. I'm just going like, yeah, really? <laughs> That's where we decided to skip out. But like, had I not known that, I mean, it, it, it's kind of noticeable because it's like the cape is like alien-like. It's almost like big and whatnot. But regardless, the suit, yeah. the suit, it, it makes sense they would go for a CGI suit because like it's concentrated power will from the ring, and mm-hmm. it's like you can't keep it out there all the time because back in the day like we could get away with it kind of looking like an old like wrestling suit or whatever and that he maybe had it on under but like with it being a manifestation it would just come on there like that looks bad but i get what they were trying to go for i mean it looks it looks okay in promo images but when he's moving and like doing that little uh, montage on uh owa with tomar ray oh yeah and all ray's like you enjoying yourself dude (laughs) yeah yeah, I gotta absolutely. say, like, even no, Tomar Ray. Another positive. Oh, go ahead. That, that, that whole scene, that whole scene, like yes. from Tomar Ray to Sinestro, even though they're all beating his ass, <laughs> showing him like, "Oh, you're not yeah. ready for this." I mean, probably one of the best scenes in there. I was like, "Oh yeah, like, he's sweet. We got this." And then he leaves. I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> I think what would have been really cool is, and and I'll be honest, I didn't even mind like the the uh, manifestation of the the hard light constructs, like. It wasn't yeah. like this really bad, awful, like smoggy. Because where uh, Star Girl recently put out the episode with Jade, and it, it felt a little bit more, yeah, like genie like, um, with more of a mist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, hard light, like that's what it is. It's it's a hard light, not a not a mist. And uh, yeah, I think that she's the she's not fully trained yet. Well, yeah, yeah and I'm I'm hoping that's what's gonna happen. Um, that she's it's just a, a training thing, but. Uh, but anyways, going back, mm-hmm. I liked the swords, I liked the guns, I liked the airplanes, I liked all of the the green, um, hard light and the manifestations. It's been I, a while. It's been a, it's been lots of years since I've watched it. But did we ever get a, um, a like a baseball mitt, um, hard light uh, uh, construct from him in that movie? I don't think so. I, I thought. However, however, we got. Hot Wheels product placement where yeah we did get the Hot Wheels yeah. I was gonna say that <laughs> we did get the Hot Wheels the Hot Wheels product placement right there that just yeah I it, okay the only time that a product placement has screamed any louder was Iron Man when he said and I need a cheeseburger and he got like he comes out with Burger King like it like zoomed right in on it I'm <laughs> like oh my gosh but yeah the Hot Wheels um because he catches the plane and then it goes through the loops and I'm like okay like that was there that was, was cool easier things he could have done. Product placement and all. Yep. So I was just like, I think those are really cool. Um, if you were to go in and create your own TV series, mini event on HBO Max, a, a Green Lantern movie, which uh, characters would you use, and what would the storyline roughly look like? You don't have to go super long, but just kind of rough, like who would be your it has villain? That's be live action, right? Yeah, live action. Okay. Um, Will, have you got one yet? I'm thinking right now, too. Uh, well, I'll just go off the cuff, but because this is what's been being pitched or what is being talked about being done on HBO Max, but I, I guess I'll just choose my lanterns. Uh, I think I would go John Stewart and Kyle Rayner as like a buddy cop across space and time and whatever. Kyle Rayner's just come, going through the ranks. 
John Stewart's like by the book, but like he'll cut the kids some slack or whatever. And they're just too radically different. I, forgot, I didn't bring this up with Kyle, but since he's an artist, like some of his constructs are more like unique than like a baseball glove or like um, as Starkid would say, like a, a a green fridge with only Heineken in it. Um, so like he, he's, he's, he's actually using that artist brain to make great constructs. Well, John will use like more military esque stuff, as would Guy. Right. He was he was a beat cop in Baltimore, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? I, I thought. Yeah, Guy Guy was a beat cop in Baltimore. Yeah, and then Hal. Because yeah. I feel like I mix them up uh, all the time, but they can just go through all the stuff, and they could allude to like something happened with like one of the greatest lanterns or whatever. But then like post credit scenes and like little inklings of like how Jordan's still alive but Parallax is possessing him and like that would be the arc to try to save him throughout and then I don't know uh, I guess I, would, I have obviously cameo appearances from everybody's favorite like I think I'd get Chip but have him voiced by like Andy Samberg or something going like hey guys I'm Chip how's it going yes <laughs> yes uh, Michael uh, on the Brooklyn Nine-Nine brain um Detective Holt could be the next Kilowog. I could get me. I could get behind that. All right. Okay. I can get behind uh, that too. Yeah. Yeah. That is not Chip. That is. Yeah. I know. Uh, anyway. Uh, also, we, we we just use like puppets for the the Guardians. The Guardians back on. Oh, the like Star Wars style. Yeah. Like wh why not? Like. I mean, Baby Yoda and regular Yoda in Last Jedi, regardless of what we right. want to say about that movie, look good. So, right. it, it, anything's better than the ones we got in the Green Lantern movie, like those long, drapey things. Like I, when, when I heard they were adapting those and we were going to see the Guardians, I, that's not what I thought we were going to get. I'm going like, yeah, oh, gross. But just <laughs> a little peek up, maybe like Hal Jordan in Sinestro, or like plotting things behind the scenes uh but hal jordan evil parallax and they want to redeem him and then maybe season two or three like maybe john sacrifices himself or gets sent to space and then kyle has to train like jessica cruz or teams up with simon baz and just mm -hmm. we gotta have different dynamics like uh, a muslim and kyle rayner and then a woman and kyle rayner or simon baz just like kind of get those dynamics and also adapt those storylines from rebirth and all that but that's that's my pitch it's nothing too crazy that I really thought out, obviously, with all the me jumping around, but right, yeah. Uh, so, um, I only seen this. I've only seen this movie once. Um, but the Justice League and the Fatal Five movie from a couple years ago, animated movie that had Jessica Cruz in it. I think something that can go really well um, for TV is if we did a Jessica Cruz Green Lantern storyline that really focused on. Jessica Cruz's mental health issues and how that interacts with her um, her ability to use her willpower and wield a green, a green Lantern ring because you know depression and anxiety and for you know I don't know what what you will and with Jordan what you guys go through but it's been a big struggle for me throughout my life and uh, depression just sucks the will out of you right because like one of the classic things about depression is when you're really when you're really going through it like really bad you like you don't even want to get out of your bed a lot of times right um, so I think um, like the that movie touched up on it a little bit like the intro was Jessica Cruz with her like therapist and then she's like using these like mantras that her therapist gives her to help her turn on her Green Lantern ring and stuff um, 
and I think a really great relatable Green Lantern story done for like an HBO Max series would be trying to just focus on Jessica Cruz and her journey um, and experience of being this superhero that relies on willpower, but then also struggles with depression, right? And I think that that could that could work really well, and it'd probably make me cry a lot if I watched it. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it sounds what. Like what what I'm hearing, it sounds like a Spider-Man two pitch, but Green Lantern with her. Yeah, more or less. And I guess another thing too is to add on to that, like if they adapted complete Jessica Cruz with like the whole convoluted stuff of how she got her Green Lantern ring from Power Ring from the Crime Syndicate Earth, like just seeing it, thinking she's right. not worthy of that. Exactly. Yeah, that would be a great story to adapt. <laughs> All right, hear me out here. Shane Black directed. Christmas movie with Larflee stealing Christmas. <laughs> I'm just saying. That'd be a farce, and I'd be there for it. So like, you just you right get there. like Hal Jordan and John Stewart buddy cop film, and that's the movie. Is it's a Christmas heist, and Larflee's is stealing Christmas, and I'm like, I would be all over that. No, uh, in reality though, I think. I think one of the coolest things that they could do is they could set up um, Green Lantern and do like a TV series or a, a, a yeah I would I would do a full TV series out of it. You could do probably 10, 15 seasons out of this, where like Hal Jordan is there for like three seasons, and by the time three seasons is up, then you switch to where okay now we add John, and so it's less focused on Hal and Hal is still there and he becomes more of a reoccurring character and you put John as the centerfold and then he's there for a few years and then you bring Guy in and then like you can just start slowly adding and then th then uh, you see the older ones less and less frequently and then like for big events then they all come together um, or maybe they do like a small thing but then you could build within like your own TV show um, your own universe out of it. Um, to add to yours, they could maybe even do what like what 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 if is doing and what Emerald Knights did and do like an anthology like. Every yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yep. And so, but that, I that would work. That'd be that'd be that'd work really well for TV if they did. Stuff, and like you know. I'll be honest. Like I think the way you would have to do it though is thirteen episode seasons. I would not go any more than thirteen yeah. episodes because I feel like we're there. Definitely. There's a lot of really good uh, storylines to do, um, but you don't want to overdo. And completely eclipse because, like, I feel like Flash and Arrow and Legends and all these shows, their biggest problem is they've gone so long, and they're not producing anything new. It's not adding much to it. So yeah. Also, and those seasons in their wheels. Flash seasons are like they, they're like marathons, dude. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, we we're talking green lantern and so we've done it we're super super excited that uh we were able to talk about this guys thank you so much for joining me on this episode and to our listeners make sure you uh like and subscribe to our facebook page uh we're super super happy to have had uh mark and boone last week uh but make sure if you haven't listened to that episode go back and listen to it it was a lot of fun with some celebrity guests for our yes. 25th uh but thank you again for joining us and we will catch you guys here next time on nerd talk <laughs>